Welcome to the Playful Priestess Podcast. I'm Aurora Farber. And I'm Jane Ashley. Come join us in sisterhood. Together we'll fluff our auras, smash illusions, and get messy. We'll also explore our feminine wisdom and offer practical tips to live a more fun, creative, and inspired life. All this information is free, so please subscribe, review our podcast, and join us in our Facebook group, The Playful Priestess Posse. So let's start playing. Welcome to The Playful Priestess Podcast, our very first episode. I'm here with my good friend and sister, Jane Ashley, and we are so excited to start this today. Yay, Aurora. This is so exciting. Our first episode. Yes, launching right here on the summer solstice. And we have put this together because we're both female entrepreneurs in the feminine leadership field. And sometimes we just get so sick of staying by our computers and working all the time, right? Oh, yeah. Ooh, and listen to that thunder. That's amazing. And how timely, right? Right. I think that we're getting a message from the universe that we're, we're here at the right time. It feels like it's the right time for us to come together in this way. You know, we've done a lot of work with different women in circles and projects and um, through our priestessing work. And women seem to really need a time out for playtime. There, there needs to be more focus on, on humor and fun and lightheartedness, it seems like, during these really kind of crazy times, don't you think? Yeah. And especially with, you know, the whole spiritual part of, of being a human, being part human, being connected to the divine, and how we can sometimes just take ourselves too seriously. So we're so serious at work, we're serious about getting our spirituality, you know, all in high vibration and all of that. And so sometimes we just need to walk around with a magic wand, a good conversation, and kind of dive right into uh, what it is that can help us be more playful, be to kind of naturally raise our vibration. And so that's why we've joined together is to, to offer this as a playground. And we also have a Facebook group um, where we are inviting you to co-create this podcast with us. Actually, today, our very first podcast is focusing on awakening your intuition because we did a poll in our Facebook group. And that was the number one requested uh topic for us to talk about. So uh, thank you to all of our our people and the Playful Priestess Posse. And what's that address, Jane? It's it's facebook.com forward slash Playful Priestess Posse. So you can join the group and, and play along with us as we develop this podcast and bring content to you that you really desire. And that's going to serve all of us to be able to come together in sisterhood and just create more fun. Yes, that's right. That's right. So today's topic is awakening your intuitive power. And I think I know for me personally, being in touch with my intuition is so nourishing to my soul to my spirit. As I look outside and see the rain coming down and nourishing the, the plants and the trees, I feel like that's the way that intuition nourishes me especially through creative projects. And so a story I wanted to share was um, I'm really trusting my intuition on a recent creative project that I did with you, Jane, for the next new feminine evolutionary book, um, Pioneering the Path of Prosperity. And so I did not know what to write about. And I had written for the very first book, but for this one, I was feeling kind of a little pressure, you know, 
can I write something as well as I did the first time? And I really didn't know what to say about prosperity. And so I started a new practice of working with the Akashic Records. I was quite new at it. And I just asked for guidance. And I got three symbols, a martini glass, a wine goblet, and a champagne flute. And that was supposed to guide me for you know, this chapter. And so I started writing and some things came organically, but it took me about two weeks to actually fully trust that I was supposed to write this because part of my brain was going, uh, this is ridiculous. Why am I writing about these different goblets, these different vessels uh, when I'm trying to write about abundance? And so I had to wrestle with that. And of course I did some Oracle cards and every time I did it, I would get this one card called the chalice, which is also a vessel. And lo and behold, I decided to just trust my intuition finally. And I wrote a chapter that if I had sat down and tried to strategically think it through, I would never have come up with something so encompassing of my life and of my journey as what I was given through those three symbols. So that's my story about intuition that I even though I work with intuition a lot I still have moments of doubting it but when I stop doubting it and allow whatever's meant to come through something beautiful comes through and that's in this case was my chapter which was is called vessels of abundance so it worked out perfectly that is so cool <laughs> how you use that process aurora of um, tapping into sacred symbols you know basically clairvoyance and being able to see things that you can manifest, such as precognition in dreams. Sometimes, you know, when you, you create an intention to see a vision in your mind, what you see um, can be what, you know, a sacred symbol that can serve you in your life. It has a lot of information for you. And right. so, so using our intuition uh, to receive information that isn't necessarily available to us through our mind is such a great practice as women. And so this practice of intuition is about dropping out of our head and out of our mind and into our hearts and into our, our solar plexus area, our, our inherent wisdom and our gifts that are inside of us that we can't necessarily see or grasp onto with our mind. Um, and for me, you know, intuition, I felt more of a sense of um, knowing in my intuition as opposed to seeing visions or hearing hearing messages. Um, and the story that I can share is when I was an art therapist, I worked with children who had lost a parent. And so they were in a grieving process. And at one point, I was working with a little girl who was five years old. And she kept drawing a thorny rose every week when we would meet, she would do the same drawing over and over again. And so something in my intuition, you know, without asking her what it meant, because it was impossible for her to come up with the words, but by witnessing her process and then asking her, asking myself what that meant and trusting my intuition, I had a hit that there was something that was not right with this child. So I just spoke to her father about it. It was a signal, a single signal of danger, which I was receiving through my intuition through this process. So when I asked her father about it, um, I asked him to just keep an eye out for her. And so he did. And when he came back to me the next week, he said that he discovered that she was pricking her fingers with thumbtacks as a way of, um, you know, coping with her pain, the pain of having lost her mother. This little girl is five years old. 
Wow. And her mother had dropped dead of, you know, endocrine fail, her endocrine system failing. Oh my goodness. So she had a lot of trauma inside and, and that was the way she was able to process the pain. So that art intuitively was giving me the information that I needed. And it really was useful in this 3D reality in right. that instance. So that's my story of really how I learned to trust my intuition. Yeah, that's a beautiful story, Jane, and how that um, not only nourished you in that moment, like, but how it had a big impact on that family because you were willing to, to take that step, to talk to her father about that. So intuition is really a gift when we are able to um, trust it, access it, and you know, act on it in ways that are nourishing to ourselves and to the people that we care about. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So let's talk a little bit about these different um, channels of perception that women in particular are really um, able to access through their, you know, through their energy, right? And through, through shifting our beliefs so that we can begin to trust what we receive. Yeah. So, so clairvoyance, let's talk about that. That one is clear seeing. So in, with clairvoyance, you may see things that actually manifest physically, such as precognition and dreams. Um, you may be clairvoyant if you have a very active dream life, if you spend your days daydreaming or are particularly imaginative, if you speak fluently in metaphors, if you can see colors, shapes, objects, or pictures when you close your eyes for sleep or for meditation. Um, and if you've begun to see sparkly light or flashes of light or movement out of the corners of your eyes, a corners of your eyes, this can be clairvoyance. And also one other um, thing you can look out for is if you use, use the words, I see in conversation when relating to others. Yeah, that that's great. That's, I definitely feel for me, clairvoyance is my number one intuitive skill. Uh, but even in this, I can see that there are some things that I didn't know. And I just want to share with our listeners, too, that this information comes from really the priestess archetype and from the 13 Moon Mystery School, which Jane and I are both um, priestesses of, and the uh, the program that we're in, which is Priestess Presence. So just wanted to give a shout out to uh, where this came from. Um, the second one is clear audience, and that is clear hearing. So if you're clear audience, you may be able to hear messages. Either you can actually hear them audibly or inside your mind. Um, for most people, the messages that they receive are telepathic, meaning that they come kind of in a thought. So um, if you are a clear audience, you are often more of a listener than a talker. You often talk to animals or plants and feel they are communing, communicating with you. You um, may have felt like you've received telepathic information from someone, or sometimes when you have, um, when you give profoundly helpful advice, um, you forget what you have said afterwards and you think, where did that come from? <laughs> like it's just kind of channeled through you. Um, at, sometimes you can also uh, have a ringing or buzzing in your ears or have a quietness sensation kind of like um, your ears when they're about to pop on an airplane and you tend to use the words I hear in conversation when relating to others so for our listeners you know kind of feel into that if clear audience is 
what you're most skilled at. I can share a little bit about Claire Audience for me before we move on to the next one. Um, I'm definitely Claire Audience. And my learning style, I know, is, is by hearing. So when I hear something out loud, I tend to learn and receive that information really deeply. Um, my husband and I have telepathy, and I also talk to my to animals and plants all the time and feel that they're communicating with me. That's true. I, I don't have the ringing in the ears, but I do use the words, I hear. I hear you. I, I say that all the time. I hear. I hear what you're saying is what I say. And yeah. so just your language can be such a, a quick indicator of which, which one is strong for you. Right. So clairsentience, this is clear feeling. And this is the ability to feel strongly and sense the emotions and feelings of people, animals, spirits, and places around you. You can feel the emotions of others in your heart and in your body. You can likely feel spirits around you. And if this resonates with you, you may want to look into what it means to be an empath. So uh, clairsentience is when you're highly sensitive to your surroundings and picking up on the vibe. Um, And it's also... You may be clairsentient if you go visit places where large crowds are and you have kind of unexplainable emotional or physical reactions. Um, So this is just like an overload of feeling other people's energy. This is clairsentience. Um, Also, if you're around other people or in their homes, you notice that your emotions may may begin to change without any rhyme or reason. Um, If you can empathize with others easily and know what they're feeling without speaking to them. And if you can feel the presence of spirits or feel something strange when you're in a place where a spirit might be. So this is, these are signs of clairsentience, clear feeling. And then finally, the last one is clear cognizance, clear knowing. And so that is the ability to just know, to just know information. And sometimes that information just comes to you spontaneously. Like you, you, you just know it and you just know that it's true. So you may be clear cognizant if you often receive the answer to something that you were wondering, and it just seems like it comes out of nowhere. Um, It's common for you to get really creative, inspirational, and beneficial ideas like you get these downloads. Um, You tend to have an unquiet mind with ideas swirling around and popping in, especially when you're at work or you're involved in some sort of creative project. Um, you may be clear cognizant if without explanation, you can know whether someone is telling the truth or the truth or not telling the truth. Um, and then clear cognizance tend to use the words I know in conversation and relating to others. So that's so funny, Jane, as I read that, I think, am I clear cognizant? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I know I use that word. I know all the time. I say, uh, do you know what I mean? Do you know what I mean? Do you know? Yes, I mean? me too. <laughs> I know. And I hear myself and I, I think, I wish I'd stop saying, do you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe. Do you know what I mean? Do you know what I mean? <laughs> maybe we need to trust our intuition more that people know what we mean. That's right. We just need to claim it that we know what we mean. Yeah. yeah. Because it's funny. So part of what we wanted to share today is to teach these four different um, channels of perception. So again, to review it as clairvoyance, clairaudience, clairsentience, claircognizance. Okay. I so love how the thunder is going right as you're saying those words. It's so powerful. I hope that this. It's like your feminine wisdom has been activated. 
by the universe. I guess so. The Shakti power. I hope people can actually hear this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) It only started when we started, when we hit record. It's so funny. Um, So anyway, those four are the four channels of perception. And the call to action for you is to think about what is your most intuitive channel? Are you someone who um, has clear seeing, clairvoyance, clear hearing, clear audience, clear feeling, clear sentience, or clear cognizance, clear knowing? So just kind of think about that. And I shared with you, I'm mostly clairvoyant because I have vivid dreams. I work with dreams. I'm part of a dream group. I paint images and symbols. I work with symbols a lot. So I know that that's for me. And then the second one is, which would you like to have? Like, which one is appealing to you that you may not have? So for me, um, claircognizance is one that I I would like because I feel that if I had claircognizance, it would help me in those moments of self-doubt. But as I read through it, I think, oh, gosh, I am kind of clear cognizance. That's that's the thing. Like, we have all of these inside of us. That's right. And some of them have been more activated than others. Yes. So you may recognize yourself in all of them or none of them, but they're all available to us. Right. And I think I just answered my own kind of query about this, is that I want to be clear cognizant so that I'll have less self-doubt. If I have left self-doubt, I will be more clear cognizant. <laughs> right? Yeah. And you know, you may, you bring up a good point, Aurora, that it does require some clearing in order to access these gifts. So what is it that we need to clear in order to become in touch with uh, our intuitive feminine gifts, these channels of perception? You know, for me, it's about <clears throat> it's about lifestyle. So clearing, um, clearing as much toxins, clearing the, uh, clearing anything that's in the way of me tuning in to my energy and my spirit and my body and my tools. Um, you know, so that would, that usually requires getting still and sitting in silence at least once a day. Mm -hmm. Yeah. How about you, Aurora? Yeah, I I think that's true. Also, when there's a lot of uh, mental complexity and mental chatter, I feel that that blocks the intuitive channel. So um, if that does happen to me before, anytime I, I do Akashic Records or Oracle Cards or anything where I'm focusing on accessing intuition... I have a process of emptying. I let go and I, I do that by naming the things, the worries, the fears, the whatever that it's kind of weighing me down so that I can be, you know, a clear, it's almost like being a hollow reed for the intuition to um, funnel through you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think that's a great point. Yeah. So, you know, <clears throat> if there's a lot of stuff in the way, then it'll be drowned out by all the other voices in our mind and all the other stimulus that, that we're constantly being bombarded with. So um, another tool that I use to hone in on my intuition are essential oils. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, and this, this goes back to, you know, being clairaudient and speaking to animals and plants. When I use them, I feel and speak to the spirit of that plant and then I put it on my body and inhale it so it supports me in clearing whatever might be in the way so for instance if I'm feeling sort of dense or depressed or 
lethargic, then I'll pull out something like Wild Orange, which is uh, all about opening up and receiving the abundance of the universe that is always in serious supply for us, never lack. Mm. So that inhaling that Wild Orange just opens up that trust for me and, and helps me to let go of scarcity or anything that's just pulling me down. Mm, I see. I hear. I know. <laughs> I feel you. Do you feel me? I feel you. Yeah. <laughs> I, and what I really love about what you're saying, Jane, is um, this idea, because I use essential oils as well, and I haven't really thought about um, communing with the actual essence that I'm working with. So right before this call, I put on some spearmint because that is for communication. And I didn't actually think of communing with the plant. So I'm going to take that a little bit deeper the next time I do it as a way of really of um, being in gratitude for that, that essence. When I use essential oils, I often think that, that this is the essence of the plant and how it activates me to be in my essence, like my most distilled form. Mm -hmm. And that's when I feel that intuition can really speak through you is when you are in your essence and more in your essence than you are in your ego. Yeah. You know, yeah. More in your highest self. And the highest self is a tricky one to grab, right? Because as soon as you start questioning am I in my highest self right now or my ego? <laughs> You're pretty much in your ego. So, because that's the doubt. Yeah. The voice of the ego. So any kind of questioning or like, you know, pr- mind processing is, is ego. Yes. So the goal is to get below the mind, empty out and, you know, receive as much as possible. And then, you know, what I find, I need to kind of pop out of that state and write it down so that I don't forget, so that I can grab what the messages are. And so, yes, that does sort of break the, the coherence a little bit when I have to do that. Um, but then I can go back in and just empty out again. And it just feels like water going down a drain. Mm-hmm. You know, when you're emptying, I like to imagine the water in the shower just swirling down the drain. Mm-hmm. There it goes. Yeah. What's left is just like the vapor, you know, sort of the quintessence of it. Yeah. Beautiful. I love that. So this is um, our, our call out to you is to play with your intuition, play with the ways in which you are already naturally intuitive, which of those channels of perception you, um, access easily and also stretch a bit, which is the one that you'd like to access a little bit more of. And just we invite you to play and to allow some of that intuitive, um, those intuitive gifts to, to, to infuse your life and to infuse your work. Really for me, like I said before, intuition is like nourishment. And so in all those places where we feel kind of stuck and stiff and kind of on the hamster wheel of routine, Intuition can be sort of that lubricant, sort of that rain, that water that helps us to whee, slide down the rainbow <laughs> into yes. our door, right? Yes, <laughs> I have love more that. fun to be more in communion with ourselves and with our own inner knowing. Yeah, that's amazing. I picked a card for us um, oh, that I that I want to share. One of the first things I did besides dream work was to start playing with Oracle cards and pulling a card 
getting the message and trusting that the message is what you need to receive. Yes, that's exactly what I love to do in order to quickly access my intuition and trust the results. And so this is from a a deck called Wisdom of the Oracle by Colette Baron-Reed. And the card is called Milk and Honey. And it's got a picture of a bowl of, it looks like milk and honey mixed together in the bowl. And there's a rainbow going over it. And I think this is a poignant card because it's all about nurturing abundance, trusting that your needs will be met, and trusting, in this case, trusting that we have everything inside of us. We have the milk and honey waiting for us to access. Mm. Um, So, and it's all about enjoying this land of milk and honey that is inside of you, that is a part of who you are. And will awaken, you know, authenticity and help you to be um, in your prosperity and compel you into pleasure um, and being able to just be in gratitude for everything that we have in our lives and inside of us as women. Mm, love that. That's a beautiful, that's a beautiful image to end with. Uh, the milk and honey of our lives. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's what intuition is, you know, for me, it's, it's about being able to access the the juicy stuff. Right. That gets hidden away by the craziness of, of our daily routines. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. One other thing I think that could help everybody too, when you're working with your intuition and these channels of perception is to work with symbols like Aurora does, you know, look for, symbols that show up in your life over and over again just pay attention and open up your awareness to what you're what you're receiving in your environment Mm -hmm. and then when you're in your meditation also you can ask for symbols to be shown to you and then just just listen and and wait to witness what shows up yes i do that a lot Mm -hmm. and then often i will either print them out or paint them or draw them if I'm really wanting to work with them mm-hmm. on a deeper mm-hmm. level. So there, there's all different kinds of entry points into intuition. So um, play and see where you want to go with it. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds good. Okay. So, and when you've got some, something to share, just hop on over to the Facebook group, facebook.com forward slash playful priestess posse. And we'd love to hear what your, main channel of perception is what which one you would like to you know work on or increase the capacity for yourself and if any sacred symbols have come through as you as you've opened up your awareness to this in your life yes that would be wonderful all right high five our first podcast we did it for listening thanks for being here see you next week that's right take care bye Bye bye-bye